It is the Anfield wrap after Liverpool get beat at Arsenal. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2. I've got Kieran Molyneux, Rob Gutman and Amelia Bonner. We're going to be talking about the fact that all three goals are utterly, utterly ridiculous and Liverpool are the stupidest men alive. We're going to be talking about the start. We'll be talking about the substitutions. We'll be talking about that free kick uh, as we build up to half-time. We're going to try and keep it as friendly as we can. Um, <laughs> Gutman, I hate Liverpool. I hate the works. <laughs> oh, really? That's the opening question for yeah. me. That's not even a question, it's uh, a statement. Chris, it's a statement of fact. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in a good place with the Reds. Was in London yesterday, I have to state this, because I'm a survivor of what <laughs> happened yesterday, and it was terrible, terrible stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I convinced myself by about a minute before half-time that we'd actually hauled ourselves into mm. the game. Well, we had. Well, I know we literally had, but I felt we could go on and win that, and we would show show people a few things. But it was just the, the decline and the... I don't know. Everything that's been wrong with this season seemed to happen again yesterday. Mm. And I, I've got nothing... I really don't have very much... You're going to have to the, G me up more the, than this. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make it worse, not better. Okay, uh, go on then. You can... I'll go, to Amelia, I'll go to Amelia next. I mean, my, my point, Amelia, is that at the, at the minute, but also in general, you can get beat at Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. It happens. It's football. You can get outplayed by Arsenal and get something from the game or you can just get outplayed. For me, it's the nature of all three goals. I think Arsenal deserve to win the game on balance. But the nature of all three goals Liverpool concede is so bad so so bad that it, it just almost makes it difficult to to engage with the game in, a, in any sense other than the, these three startling moments of horror that you get yeah, yeah. so you can go and get beat at Arsenal and we understand that it is a big fixture more so for them than it is for us I think and especially more so this season for them than it is for us but I think the difficulty for me is I now don't see especially with yesterday's performance and with those three moments of utter horror I don't see at what point this changes I don't see when it restarts Olivia Graham yesterday when we were watching it in the Red Lion said in jest after we equalise and it goes 1-1 she goes this is it now our season starts now and she was joking a bit about it but it did feel like there was an element of like right come on like at some point this has to at some point it has to turn around because you can't become a shit football team overnight like it, it is it just it simply is not possible and I know there are factors to that like players that have left players that are aging and injuries but we've had all of those factors albeit separately and to different degrees at different points so I don't understand what has formed this kind of perfect horrible storm that's given us this situation that we're in now and I think the thing that feels the most depressing because you can have depressing results and get over it I think what feels the most depressing is that I do not see a way out of it because it's certainly not against City it doesn't change against City and then the World Cup is looming and if we go into that in the utter shit state that we're in now, I really don't know how that changes and I don't know where we end up and I don't see the point at which we restart and that's not necessarily because of like the, the elements and the tools and the bits and bobs that we've got, it's because of the mentality that has now completely infected every single well, thing that we're doing, they're beaten before we've even started and that's why I don't see it changing. That's, uh, for me, we'll, 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 we will keep coming back to the goals, Keo, and we won't do them necessarily in a linear, linear order. That third one, all the grown-ups who should be able to kick the ball into touch are there. They're all there. And it isn't as though it's one startling error and then, oh God, we're in bother. It is a repeated desire to, well, a, a repeated inability to just end the trouble off the back of six or seven clear opportunities to end the trouble. And that that's where I, you know, I think Amelia's point there about, I don't quite get how it changes. You know, if these footballers, if Virgil van Dijk, uh, Thiago Alcantara, Fabinho, I'll give a bit of a pass for Canate because he's only just come on and it's his first game of the season. But there's three footballers who've won everything there is to win in the game. Why can't they kick the ball away? Yeah. Why? How, did they, how does this situation keep getting worse? And that to me is why I end up on Amelia's point now of going, this was a chance for a restart and look at what you did at every single turn. That's my worry. It's the senior players. It's not like we've brought in 
a big amount of bodies over the summer in the transfer market. We've got a, you know, a new side completely to gel together. Yeah, we've made changes in the way we set up and the changes in the way we like we're playing. However, the senior players throughout the team who we've relied on for so many years and they just don't seem up to it. They just don't seem hungry. They just don't seem like they've got the fight in them. And you mentioned there about we don't go shit overnight. My concern is it isn't happening overnight. It's yeah, no. It's yeah. been happening for a bit, of a bit of a while now and Liverpool keep going a goal down every single game. Um, if we can't switch on in the first and last minute of a half against Arsenal, you're not going to win nothing. You're just not going to win anything. Watching them all tote about like that was probably the most frustrating of the mo- moment of the game for me and it's fucking hard to pick one because of the state of the rest of it. But you know when you're just going like... Ugh. It's just stupid. It's just so, so stupid. It's like the to score. Yeah, and it's just how is no no one's taking responsibility and no one's being a leader and no one's just like going, right, this stops now and they all look so completely lost. It was the most frustrating thing to watch and I don't understand that you can have players of that calibre that are just doing that level of shit football. Do you know what? My overarching take of the thinking about the last few games, the season and yesterday, which was almost not well, the season wrote large, really, it is that the least culpable for our defensive woes are our back five. And that's not to say there haven't been some bad performances here, but the least culpable. Liverpool are conceding goals which start by us failing to put opponents under pressure in their, mm. deep in their own half. That is the recurring theme of this season. I often think about, you know, obviously team when you can see your team concedes a goal, you always view it as a bad goal to concede. And when we score one, we concede it as a masterpiece of, of football artistry. I often think the, the, case, the most classic case in point is a goal we score in the season we win the title when Mo Salah heads in at Anfield against Man City for, on a bouncing ball after an absolutely fantastic classical piece of breakaway football. I've never bothered to study that from a City point of view, but I guarantee you somewhere, not somewhere, I guarantee you they would consider that a terrible goal to concede. Mm. I don't even want need to microanalyze it to know that they would consider it that way. We concede that goal a couple of times yesterday and have several times this season. The problem isn't what the def- the last line are doing, although they may not have, you know, you could probably microanalyze and say so-and-so didn't cover himself in glory there, uh, or so-and-so should have played somebody on or off or what have you. But if you, it, it, but the, the free kick breakaway goal is is the classic example, and that's been happening all season against Everton. We nearly conceded that goal three times. They're just a little bit too shit to have to exploited us on that one. But it's either the forwards aren't putting the pressure on at the right moment, or the midfield, or the two as a unit aren't applying the requisite pressure, and teams are getting out against us. And some of them have, have got themselves some good counter-attacking players now. Arsenal, let's make no mistake, Martinelli and Saka, two of the best young counter-attacking players you could have in world football right now. So you don't give them that, that opportunity. But then what do you do? I mean, that's why the free kick is... And on the free kick, by the way, you're saying the last line isn't culpable, but they're all up. They all choose to go forward first and foremost, these fucking idiots. Instructed, I would say. I mean, that's how Liverpool Football Club play under Klopp. He's at pains to keep telling us that well, every time the, we, so we try to dig conf- out. But in the written press conference, he says this. Then we make a bad decision before half-time with the free kick, and that's the situation where you ignore a free kick. I'm, gu- I'm completely guilty for that. It's really interesting. That's an excuse from my said. side because he's stood. It's there. Mm. He, it's, right it's right in front, in front of the of benches. Mm. So at some point, he says, you know, but the point being here, though, I'll, I'll say again, though, is... They've won everything there is to win in the game. Surely someone 
goes, hang on, do we all need to go up for this? Mm. Do we maybe just take this short? Do we just take half time? So I'm, I'm pleased, you know, he, he says, you know, that's an excuse from my side. You can say I was surprised. Yeah, what are we doing? But then the boys are convinced. Let's score a goal. Mm. But we didn't. We can see one at the other end. Like after the worst possible start, now we had the worst possible end to the first half. That's what he says in the, in the written yeah. press conference afterwards. And this is where, you know, I'm happy to, he's, you know, he's, he's put his hand up there, the manager, and fair play to him. You know, he's gone and done that. But my point here, though, is... Where's Virgil van Dijk racing back? Where's Joel Matip racing back after this thing falls to pieces? Henderson and, and Trent are absolutely on their own. And there's five Arsenal players and they're running a lot faster going forwards than our lads are in panic and coming back. Mm. And that's, it sounds like I'm digging out individuals there. But when you say, and I do agree with your sort of wider point around pressure in the ball at certain moments, but right then at that moment, everyone, everyone had decided they were an attacker. Mm. Everyone had just gone, well, I will score from this. It's the, it's the nature of the, of the personality of, the, of this Liverpool team under Klopp is that it will be that uh, arrogant and confident in its ability and determined to be front-footed. Mm. It's just when things are going wrong, that level of risk-averseness, which relies on supreme competence and confidence, just needs to be toned down. That's what you're saying, and I do agree with this. I think Liverpool's whole risk-averse state of mind needs to be... They need to re they need to find a way of reeling that in with abs without absolutely killing the entire project. But there must be a way of doing it. I suppose I'm simply saying, let's just defend that a little bit deeper at times, huh? I mean, that is really what we're saying. Or you're saying... Maybe you're saying, Kieran, to defend with more intensity and all that sort of stuff, and that's fair, but show that, and that, why that goal? Genuinely, I, I'm, I'm literally playing it in my mind over and over. It's the first thing I thought about when I woke <laughs> up this morning. Why that goal's killing me is because they'd shown that intensity and they'd hauled themselves back into the game. They'd done the worst thing they could possibly do. And they got themselves back into it through through play. They were better than Arsenal at that point. Yeah. My thing on this is Arsenal would have gone in there and it would have been a really difficult half-time for Arteta. And then this one thing happens and it's the easiest half-time of his career because he gets to say, you've been crap, they're not very good, they've let you in twice. You're going to win this, boys. Go out there and yeah. show them. Whereas if it's one one, he goes in going, you know, you, you were given the easiest possible stuff. Mm. That's why it's just so maddening, that goal. Every single facet of it is so maddening. It's bad at games, not even football, games. I think that's the reason why they've done it, because they did get back into it and they were, the confidence was growing and they, they felt like we were getting ourselves a foot in the game and we felt like there's a chance that we can, you know, score a goal here before the half. But if you're going to do it, You've got to be completely switched on at the other end and your decision making's got to be perfect. And it wasn't. And that's we've just been hurt over it. And I'm fuming over it myself, to be honest. I think if you look at if you flip it and look at it from an Arsenal point of view, like getting pegged back twice like that is actually really difficult to fight back from. And I think the what says a lot about like how I feel about where Liverpool are at the minute is that I, I fully do not believe that we could do that. I don't believe that we could get pegged back twice and still win that fixture three two. Whereas there was like that tenacity and obviously like they've got the stadium behind them and that crowd are having an absolutely lovely time at the moment. So fair play to them. But I just don't believe that we've got it in our locker to do that at the moment and it is really hard to go and do that as you say like the story the the, the talk that they're getting at half time in the dressing room can be completely different but they've got that like the confidence and the bravery to go well that's fine we just continue to fight through it if arsenal go on to win this league i'm going to say the one positive thing i think i want to say in this entire program mm -hmm. they will say that was one of our top two or three hardest games of the season in terms mm. of how it manifested. You can see the way Arteta celebrated the end and what it meant. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was a very, very hard game for Arsenal. Unfortunately, that's not our standard. Our yeah. standard is putting them to bed. Mm. But for them, it was a very hard game. They're not winning this league, by the way. No, no but you could... No, but you, and things can change hugely in football, especially this early in the season. But you can imagine a universe where they where they give it a reasonable go, and they do look improved. They look, they look massively improved. But this is again, I'll, I'll pull you back onto it, Rob. This is sure. why, this is why it's so ridiculous to firstly 
not just have a plan to get through the first five minutes mm. where you know that that crowd's going to be up. What do we do in the first five minutes? And again, they get carried away with themselves. Do you think they're on a break? Do you think they're going to score? Yeah, no. Yeah, we're nearly and, in. And we're, we're nearly, nearly in. in. Yeah. But they, we've just been, they, they've had a little foray at us. Then we're nearly in. Then it comes back the other way. My point here is, I'm not that interested in being nearly in. Mm. It's the first five at the Emirates. They're in great nick. They feel as though this is a massive game for them. The crowd's absolutely up. So what's your first five plan? Because it's not that, or it shouldn't be that. No. And this is, again, where but because they got carried away with themselves. We could get in here. And this is where, for me, why they're driving me so mad is this falling between the stools of they're not currently good enough to be unbelievably confident and back themselves. Mm. But then the moment when they need to back themselves and show more, some more certainty, they're nowhere near that either. They, they're managing to constantly, they're like a golfer with the yips. Everything yeah. that they're doing, every correction they're making mm. becomes an overcorrection. Yeah. We need to start from footed against Arsenal. Oh, great boys, now you're 1-0 down after, mm. uh, you Again, know. Uh, this is the thing, by the way, we, we how many times we can see the first... And you talk about a first five game plan against the most informed team in the league, or one of the most informed teams in the league, and we've come out and just look like, yeah, let's just go gung-ho, try and get a goal. It's ridiculous, that. If you do the stat on it about, now... You think about, what is it? Do you know what? I I, I've I, lost count of it now. To be I, so I, I'm going to say it's probably 18 in the last 21. I rec And I reckon I'll be wrong by one. Right? I, I, I reckon, no, I reckon it's 463 in the last 465. <laughs> you might be slightly closer. In percentage terms, anyway. It, it's, 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 it's nuts. That's not a blip, though. That's not... No. That, that's a real issue. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's, that's something to do so, mentally or to do tactically. It's... So, it's th that, 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 so this is what drives me mad, here, which is... If that's a real issue, that's the situation. You've got to engage with it. So what you do is you go, lads, nothing's at first five. Yeah. Surely that's what you do. You go, lads, nothing's at first five. <laughs> you'd almost go. You'd I don't know what you go. want me to say, to be honest. Well, you'd almost go, we're, we're playing football a goal down. We're playing with a handicap, right? Mm -hmm. That is almost what we're doing. I remember in, the, in, a, in a bad phase... When it was on, I think I'm going back as far as, as a bad phase under in the in the Roy Evans era after it had been good initially, and then it was a bad phase with some some of the defenders were really really not up to LFC standards, and we were conceding goals early, first all the time because the defending was very poor. Lots of individual errors were getting made, and we had some really good attacking players in that era. And I remember it being talked about and thinking at the time, this is very demoralising for those attacking players having to start from a goal down every single time. And it's almost, it's very demoralising for everyone to having to start from a goal down. Nobody can do their job well on the back of that. It's almost as if we need to have a strategy to, to the first 20. Let's treat it like every fucking game, like a European away, you know, in, in old old money. Don't concede, don't concede. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit deepish, compactish, don't over-worry. If a chance comes to break out, we break out. But deep, compact, secure. I think, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not here to blame any particular, like, part of the squad but I think if you're our attacking players at the minute you're going well we have scored in all of these games and we've scored quite a few to be yeah. honest so it's not us that's letting the side down and yes like you know you can score more but again we're not we're not getting 9-0 against Bournemouth at any time soon so I, I think you, you it's reasonable if you're Darwin Nunes if you're Luis Diaz if you're Mo Salah to go well we are scoring goals you know like maybe not as many as we have been previously but we are so it's not us that's that's not doing our end of the bargain here. Yeah, if we, if we don't concede any goals, we've won every game. <laughs> I mean, I think nearly. No, but I think on you know it is this. Well, I'm serious. No, no, it's, they are it's, it's, it's that simple. It's yeah. It's just it's just phasing, phasing your way. And I say again about the yips, Rob, and that's that's what I think you you're just sort of seeing is that the they're, they're constantly trying to correct something that that's going wrong. But there is such a thing here as just let's have nothing happen for ten minutes. Mm. Let's genuinely just have nothing happen for ten minutes, and that's where you know you go on through this that that whole half. Arsenal have another couple of forays, and you know about five minutes after we score, but then we we do grab it. 
it. And on this idea of being behind, I think the other problem is this was a game, a rare opportunity, where it didn't feel like we kick off one nil down because we've got to win every game. The, the, mm. the, minute, the second the game kicks off, Liverpool need a goal. And that one against Arsenal, 1-1 one, one at half-time, again, to go all the way through to that, was absolutely fine having conceded first. Yeah. But in general, even if we'd have scored first, 1-1 one, one at half-time against that team in that moment, absolutely fine. And yet they treat the free kick like it's the 94th minute of the Champions League final and they're a goal down. They might as well have sent the keeper up. They might as well have sent the keeper up. And the other thing about the free kick is they act like... It's not a great opportunity for a goal. The ball's cl close to the halfway line. Mm. You, he's got to he's got to fade it in across fifty yards to sweep it onto some. You know, you yeah. can, it, it's a free kick you can cause a bit of panic with, but it's not one that's right by the corner flag, just in a little bit. It's not like a short corner in hockey. And no. th they treat it like like if this is a golden opportunity and it's now or never, boys. Gunko. <clears throat> it's an incredible inversion to how it used to be going back, say, two and a half years, where I used to think against low blocks, our best opportunity was for them to get a corner the other end, and then you'd see Salah exploding yeah. away. And we actually, there was a phase where we were scoring quite a few goals from other people's set pieces, attacking mm -hmm. set pieces. Now there's a total inversion. I mean, I, yeah, I was devastated by that goal on, on every single level. But we do haul ourselves back into it. Mm. And having hauled, what, what 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 disappointed me more than anything? I suppose I'm not saying I can forgive the forgive the errors they made around that that uh, our second Arsenal goal. But what I couldn't, I found, I find hard to forgive coming away from it is our response to getting it back to two two is as bad a response to an equalising goal as I've seen from a Liverpool team in a long time. We utterly. <laughs> There was, there was actually a mood in the support, which was though we'd won the game mm. at that point. There were people doing that thing where they, they swirl around, doing selfies, showing themselves in the crowd <laughs> and smiling and trying to catch the arse. I was like, what people having fun? Absolutely not. Not for me yeah, at the not minute. Not a 2-2. Two -two. You've got to be businesslike. I know I agree with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get me wrong, I would have taken it if in that moment you'd gone, it ends now, game ends now. Fourth, Absolutely Fourth goal it. in a 4-2 win. Last minute goal. You can do a little bit of... Um, mm vainglorious stuff and, and smoke but, but it was all the letting the pyro off moment and I thought fuck off with this shit yeah, 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 yeah. there is a game to be won here mm. or a game that could go back the other way and it went the Arsenal looked very, we made Arsenal look very good in that last is it half hour after we scored yeah. we just had nothing absolutely nothing after that and it was really really uh, well, gut-wrenching to that, watch the equaliser make a 2-2 K it comes against the run of play but we're a bit of a mess here we've not, we've not got, gone through this in an order way but I don't care because Liverpool are a did bit of a mess it. I did say <laughs> I've warned the listeners um, but the goal is a bit of a mug and it's against the run of play it's a lovely it's the best move of the match certainly the best Liverpool move of the match but I think it's the best move of the match because they're actually back they're organised it's good football from Liverpool that gets them in and it's a lovely finish so you're in this situation where you know but Arsenal started the second half better, and then they sort of build from there. And this is where the shape thing's dead interesting because he commits the idea that he's only going to have two centre mids all the way through, even though Henderson ends up, you know, on the pitch at the same time. He commits the idea he's only going to have two centre mids, and I just think at that point it just sort of looks easy for Arsenal now to look after the ball, and we can't get it back because our structure just just doesn't look right. So the shape helped first half, but after it goes two two. I'm thinking he's possibly just got to go back to three centimetres here for the period and rebuild again. And this is, it's back to no one went. And it's easy for me to say, you know, if he was here now, he'd go, lad, do you want to come and do my job? But, you know, it's, <coughs> it is this, it is this thing where it feels like every decision at the minute, whether it's from the, the manager, whether it's from the players, when they've got a 50-50 decision, they seem brilliant at going for the, the one that will lead to do. And I think you get to see that after it goes 2-2. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember this Liverpool team. I used to always say if we have any problems in the first half, by the time it gets to the second half, Klopp sorted it out. I've always said that with this team and it doesn't seem to be happening this season. If there's mistakes or there's problems in the first half, the chance of them coming back in the second half is high. 
And I also can't remember a Liverpool team getting a goal like that and then not going for the kill, not being able to yeah. find another gear mm. where, where our away ends bouncing. We've just got a big goal against the runner play. Great finish. Firmino scored. And we just don't have another gear. We don't have anything else. And we look lost. And it's confusing because I don't really know what the answer is. Because you talk about the, the, the structure. It's got to lie with that. It's got to lie with the fact that we've changed things. Mm. And we, I don't know whether it's a personnel thing in the middle, whether it's not physical enough. I don't know. But we seem to be getting overrun in midfield all the time. And I think, I remember, I was talking yesterday about when we lost our centre-half, that mad season, we lost six on the bounce. The balance was all over the place. Full-backs couldn't do what they normally do because they just had no protection there at all, which means the midfield couldn't then support the wingers and it just looked terrible. And I don't know whether it's an issue with the game with the way, the way we're setting up now, with Salah in a slightly different position, playing to a number nine. I don't know whether they tried to change the structure in the middle a little bit and we just can't, can't do it. Does it... it- it doesn't change the shape at all. Is it, it just that he brings it, on people where you go that, that it feels like it changes a bit? Because I felt like it. it, it I know it works against Rangers and like Rangers isn't a fair comparison to that Arsenal game yesterday. But I thought that's why we stuck with it to begin with, and then it changed a little bit towards the end. But I don't know if it's just that there's different players on the pitch, so it feels different. I feel I feel as though it's it's it, this is back to sort of whether or not you think um, what you think footballers are doing versus the name. Yeah. So for instance, when he does Elliot for Jota, yeah. you can argue that's more of a midfielder coming on for more of an attacker. You know, he started with four, four very clear attackers. Mm. By that point, you know, that, that shifted before then he does for Fabinho for Salah. Mm. But Henderson just goes and plays right mid. Yeah. So it's not like, it's you know, like Henderson doesn't... It's 2012. Yeah, yeah, like it's 2012 and Kenny's just bought him <laughs> and, and, and doesn't use him in centre mid, which is where he's been playing for Sunderland and throws him out wide right. And so Henderson's then wide right. So you're in this situation where theoretically there's now more midfield and it does move from a 4-2-4 to arguably because the more midfieldy midfielders. Mm. But it's not three centre-mids. You know, it doesn't go to... Until Elliot comes on, maybe, maybe, then it might be something that's a bit closer back to 4-3-3. But then if that's then closer back to 4-3-3, then you're playing Jordan Henderson where Mo Salah plays and that's not going to work. So. He's, ten years, he's, ten, he's 10 years older than he was the last time he's had to do that. I think the subs are mad and I know that feels stupid to say because Bobby does get a goal and it's a lovely goal but I think that like Elliot, with all respect to him, is not the player that you bring on where you think we're still in this and we want to be attacking when Jot has been the way that he's been. I understand why you bring Salah off because I know Salah looked like he had a real cob on about being taken off but it didn't look like he was creating anything and yeah, taking him off at 70 might not have been the best choice when we want to be a bit more attacking potentially but it didn't look like he was going to make much of anything. The subs just felt a bit mad. They felt like they made us weaker rather than stronger. And I feel like at the start of this season, I was talking about how Klopp's substitutions are the most clinical, the cleverest, the sharpest they've ever been. Like, especially with the the, the new increased number of subs you can bring on, you go, and this is his absolute strength. Now we're going to be making such brilliant substitutions. And that lasted maybe three games. And now every time he's doing them, I'm going, I, I don't understand the decisions that you're making here. I do I do think we do have to talk about the injuries, by, by the yeah. way, in terms of what they did to the to our game. And what they're going to do to our season, because that's in the post, quite Mm. frankly. Uh, Diaz was out, as he usually is, our liveliest performer and hauls us back into the game. I wouldn't say exactly single-handedly, but that first goal, brilliant finish, or good strikers finish by Nunes, but it's hugely about what uh, Diaz does. To lose Diaz at that point, we lost so much. A lot of what goes wrong in the second half, our lack of threat is to do with having him, not having him on the pitch. And although Trent is everybody's whipping boy at the moment, Mm. to lose Trent in any Liverpool side is a major handicap to what you want to do at the front end of the pitch and fuck god help us if these two are out for a good while now were, <laughs> and it looks like it's going to be that way yeah diaz especially you were in the ground and they were saying yesterday on the post-match show i think it yeah, was bundle was saying about how 
uh, people that were in the ground were saying Trent just didn't look like he could turn and looked injured for quite a long time. Before he, like he shouldn't have been on the pitch. Did you feel like that as well? 100%. I mean, we'll talk about Diaz in a sec on that score. Trent was not right from the minute they, they, they treated him. He wanted to play on. Of course he did. You know, footballers do want to play on generally. And he just wasn't moving. They were they were not deliberately not passing in the ball for the first mm. five, keeping it away from Trent. I thought, okay, he's going to run this off. They think he's going to run this off. It'll be fine. Mm. Every time you could see him trying to put his foot down and not being right. How long was he on with that injury? Twenty odd minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Was, he, he, gets, he get the injury before or after Diaz's injury? Before he, he gets, gets it before get the injury before he gets it before Diaz's. I mean, Diaz is decides or is asked to go back on for at least five minutes because yeah. Diaz decides to just sit himself down after I go no my knee is actually fucked yeah. here you know? that's when you know it's bad with Diaz I think that like I kind of in the horror of it had looked away and just been like chatting to me mate that was next to me and then you go has this been the same has he been on the floor this entire time or, oh no he's been up and running about for five minutes and he's had to leave and that's so, how you know it's bad and questions do have to be asked I mean I, if, the, if the management are the government and they're not questions have to be asked <laughs> because I do not understand yeah, the medical right. advice that thought those two lads Later. should continue so this, and well, now the, the, reason was, the reason why I was asking about the trend and the time is because I yeah. think part of his thinking will have been I can only I can only make three subs. Mm. If you see what I mean, I can only break yeah. the game three times. So if if Diaz and, and and the question then becomes, is there an argument when Diaz has got a problem that that's when you also do Gomez? So you do two of them at once. If they're both if they're both carrying knocks yeah. at that point, you maybe then do two of them at once because I think that will have been his concern. I, do, I still don't think there's any excuse for keeping the two of them on the pitch. But, but I think I think within that though, he then says. He knows he's only got one more time he can impact the game with the yeah. subs. I mean, um, my point here is, I, I think you may well be right, but he's the decision that he slash they have to make altogether yeah. is if you take Diaz off and then 10 minutes well, later be you, number take, one, you take Trent off yeah, so you Diaz two but you can only break the game once more you no only... but Trent's half oh I see yeah so yeah. he can do what he wants at half time mm. but then what he would be doing is he'd only be able to influence the action once in the second half mm. with substitutions I know but the yeah, trade off is fucking massive yeah, well yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, oh, this is where it'd be good at the same time though what have the players said what's Trent said Trent makes it I'm, I'm playing on yeah well this is the problem I'm quite sure Trent and Diaz the only defence I can give them actually he would have got I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine but at the end of the day this is why some this begs a, a wider football question here. Those of us who were, because I was in row five of the of the way, and those of us who were within fifteen meters of Trent could clearly see he was not right, and he was on for twenty. Yeah. Had he been the other side of the pitch, I guarantee you would have been off earlier. Mm. It makes you think, why not? In this day and age, where they have throwing coaches and this and the other, wouldn't you just have a fellow who can look at your players during the game properly? It's madness that yeah. the Diaz thing. Less of an issue, but I do wonder. You've got a knee injury, and you saw what happened with Van Dijk and co. the, the year before. Why would you take a chance and yeah. get him to bloody hobble around like that? Yeah. And, and now we're looking at it's not good. At the end of the day, if I'm Klopp, he's, he's either the medical people goes, why didn't you... I would be asking them, why the hell did you tell us not to haul him off? Yeah. What? Because the player said he felt fine. Mm -hmm. I know they've got to use that information. And you, if you... I don't know. I don't know. It just felt... You're right, like, because if, yeah. if a player says, I'm, I'm fine to play on, but you squeeze his ankle and he goes, ah, yeah. you're not playing on me. And he's never not going to, like, no one's <laughs> ever going to not say it. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's girls in roller derby I've seen take a, a direct blow to the head and, like, they've got a concussion. They're going, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm going again. Like, you don't listen to someone that says, I'm fine and I'm going back on because you're not qualified to make a decision for yourself in that circumstance. Um, the Diaz injury, Keo, it does, I think it does impact the side, as Rob's saying. He's bright, but it's also, you end up, I thought Jota was really good. And then, I think he gets a little bit lost on the left. I think it was sort of suiting him. He's yeah. picking up little pockets. They couldn't quite deal with him. 
All of that, though, again, you know, it's it's Jota who links up with Firmino to make it two two. So you've got to you can't sort of overstate things. But I, I felt like I felt like that was all functioning. I thought that it was working really really well with Darwin as well. So Diaz and Darwin felt as though it was a live thing. I thought that Jota felt he was a live thing with both of them as well. Salah was a little bit off to one side, but I think that's almost in a really weird way. Liverpool are sort of all right with that up to a point. It's only when the game changes. But for me, I thought Diaz going off, it does change it because that balance was actually working at the point he goes yeah. off. How long is it? Do you know? Because I've refused to read anything this morning or look at anything. Klopp's, Klopp, Klopp's last thing was, he just said, they're both going to need scans. Mm. Doesn't look good. No. I mean, you don't know what that That's means. Good, the it? leg brace no. and the crutches were quite clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms the only of, like, thing I would say about Diaz, right, mm. about that injury, if we're, just, if we're just clutching at straws here, is... When he, I watch this very carefully, as he goes to go off the pitch, he initially goes to sit on the bench and they go, no, 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 down, down the tunnel, tunnel yeah. right? So I, so I kind of hope someone who'd done their ACL, which is obviously I'm terrified, of, or a really bad knee injury, doesn't for one second think that he gets to go, sit, go sit, sit down. down yeah. I hope it's not too long because it's because he is the live wire. He's, he, he looks like... He looks like where everything's going through. He looks he looks like the, the real threat. And I just mentioned there, Jota. Jota's found like a bit of an, a sort of nice place at the minute in in, in that side with behind Darwin Nunes and, and with Diaz. And you say Salah's a little bit out out out, out wide, but um Diaz for me is a massive, massive, massive miss. I don't know why we're gonna really recover no. from from losing them over the next three or four games if the, if they must win games and we must we need goals in them because Darwin Nunes seemed to enjoy playing with him yesterday yeah mm. he did Darwin was a positive if we're looking for positives yeah he was it's, it's a good finish um, yeah. it's a really really good finish but I thought he just looked involved bright engaged you know I think you can see again where the movement's going to work and how it's going to work from Liverpool's point of view yeah I I'm encouraged by, I, we're still not finding out how to use him best, yeah. but that's not his fault at the moment. I, and Gary Neville actually has come out and been very, very effusive in his praise of Darwin Nunes yesterday, which does show you something, because I don't think he'd rush to do that. Um, I'm, I've been impressed by, I thought he was good against Rangers, thought he was good yesterday. A couple of moments which were interested me in the second half, when we did do some good things, was he got outside his man on, in the, on the left-hand side and put interesting balls across the face of the box, which are two of our best chances, sort of semi-chances outside of actually scoring. And it did make me think that, I wouldn't say I would like to play him as a chalk line left winger, but there is a there is a case for him coming off the left, Jota maybe just to the right of him, almost like an old-fashioned, slightly lopsided front three. Now we're going to play without Diaz, I mean. Yeah. So Salah's wide right, and you've got Jota central, and Nunes just to the left of him, but fairly inside. I think the two of them interchange and could work really well. He, well, exactly, yeah. But I'd like to see him a chance to open his legs and run at people because mm. he's got pace and he's and power. And he and he stays, you know, because he's a good finisher, he also stays composed in, in terms of his end product at all stages. Like, his crossing's good. Yeah, I think I feel I feel for him a little bit, even though I think he's got elements of shithouse in him that probably mean he doesn't need much of my sympathy. But he um, I think at the minute, especially with the shape that we've played for the last two games, he's almost kind of out on his own in a position, especially towards the end of the game yesterday where he's going, who's passing to me then? Anyone? Anyone going to? Who's passing yeah. to me? Who's passing to me? So I think giving him the opportunity to create opportunities would be good for him because he's obviously got the potential to do so. I think that there are so many other fires that we need to fight at the moment. That I don't think anyone is really linking up with Darwin in the way that the vision probably was. Was. Um, so I think that at the minute it's a wasted opportunity because we've got so much other shit to deal with that no one's playing Darwin in, in the way that he really should have been played in. Agree. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I think if we if we look at the next three three or four games, 
Liverpool have no don't do that <laughs> no, but like, okay. we have, we have no room we have no room for that area no. at no. all we have no, no room so we've got to find a system that works in the next three games and at the front end of the pitch and more importantly the back end of the pitch so he's got a job on now over the, over the next seven days. We've got Man City on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So and we've got to we've got to score goals and we've got to not concede, mm-hmm. which sounds like a massive job. <laughs> <laughs> a massive job at the minute. So yeah, I mean the, the training pitch is where it'll be done this week. You'll have to find some sort of system where Jota, Nunes, and Salah all, all, all fit into that setup. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's how do we stop City scoring? And I probably jumped a few few ahead there on the on the agenda, but. I can't stop thinking about how we're going to deal with Man City yeah. on Sunday. We don't stop anyone else scoring, so... Yeah, yeah why, 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 after you, City. Why would we start with them? <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is where, you know, on it all, Rob, the the mental side is is what, what concerns me. They've been so shrewd and so focused for so long, and this is now completely unravelled. The idea that they are, you know... I think it's different from the COVID season, because I think with the COVID season, there was the cleanliness of... This is really hard with no centre halves as a sentence. You know, I think it was. It's now in hindsight crystal clear that even when Matip was getting himself on the pitch, Matip was injured. Mm-hmm. They were playing Matip injured in that on in that run in that season. And then finally, they get to the point. There's no more Joel Matip. He, the, 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 his race is run. So I think you were able to almost go. Well, there's there's tons and tons of this clear mitigation, and yes, it's annoying, but this is where we are. For me now, these have just completely unravelled. I think it is, and that's that's what concerns me when they looked so sharp and so focused for so long. Yeah, the problem, yeah, we have unravelled, and unravelled implies we're in a psychological crisis, which we are as much as a, a technical one. Yeah. And the only way, so we're all doubters now, we're back as being doubters, we're not believers <laughs> anymore, we're the doubters, the clock, clock, clock found us as doubters, and maybe you'll leave us as doubters. They became doubters before I did, to be fair. Well, so we're it's back a fair to, point, that, to be honest, like, yeah. yeah, it is a fair we're, point. We're back, we're back to being doubters. So... The way you turn us, and Klopp, if, if Klopp's soul searching, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he doesn't need me to tell him this. It's 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 a relative thing to turn us back into believers to believe there's something worth going on the pitch for. There is a, a, a chance of a positive outcome. I think it's a massive expectation realignment is needed. Mm. It needs several a, a psychological rope trick, a mind trick. We have to stop caring about. The number of goals Erling Haaland scores, for yeah. example. It's none of our business. Or how many Man City win by. We have to stop being worried subconsciously about Arsenal's revival or about uh, United beating the odd uh, shitty team. We have to actually stop worrying about saying, well, even Champions League football seems far off. We just have to literally focus on becoming a team who can win one or two games mm. on the bouncing. And that needs to be the only objective. I suppose I'm calling for the, the time-honoured, let's just fucking calm down. Mm. But if we don't, it's all going to... You know, in many ways yesterday, we were heading towards a fairly creditable 2-2 with Arsenal at one point against a team absolutely on fire who, who are actually performing as one of Europe's better sides at the moment. <coughs> so it's in isolation, it was, a, as I said, and Arsenal gone. that's definitely the hardest game they were given all season. But we're looking upon it as a disaster, an unmitigated... And the reason we are is because those three points take us not just further away, but mm. almost entirely out of contention for what we dreamed of at the beginning of the season and think we're worthy of. So it's a mental clusterfuck is what it is. And it, he's, he's got to sit them down somehow and, and find psychologically a way to make them not negative and only be positive. And that's really, really difficult thing to do. But that's why he's an elite manager. And he did it uh, in very recent memory. He did it with his Dortmund side when they had a, a terrible, terrible start to the right. season. So I'm going to back him, 
but it's very hard not to rant and rail and scream and stamp our feet. I think we've been surprisingly times. reasonable, you know. <laughs> all things considered me or everyone all of us I think we've been surprised and I thought this was going to be a much more negative space I mean it's been negative but do you know what I mean you, yeah. know, you mentioned then we were heading towards a 2-2 with Arsenal which the way they're playing is not a bad result no it's away from home we've said all this before do you think it's a product of how the season has gone so far that that 2-2 is now not a good result because yeah. of what's happened so that's, far and that's the reason why the players are pushing up with a minute to go in the first half because they, yeah. they want to change it now like yeah. right now I think that, I think that, yeah. but this is where I think that I agree with Rob's points around. For me, you know, there's as mad as this now is to say, in in, in a way, the bigger game this week's the game against Rangers now and not City. Mm. Yeah, we need, let's accept that. We need yeah. we need we need things to look forward to in February. We need to, if they go if they win that and Napoli hopefully do what Napoli do to Ajax, they're all but through. Yeah. They basically only got to get a point from either the remaining two games, yeah. but they've got to win. They've got to win in Glasgow to do that. Yeah. Would you so, rather? Let me ask you a daft question, but it's an interesting one. Would you rather lose with Rangers and beat City or vice versa? If I've got to choose between you those have two to options, choose those two then options. I would choose, I would right now I'd choose beating Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I think now, I if you're offering me a guaranteed <laughs> win, then I'd take the guaranteed win against City off the base of the fact that I think we will beat Rangers. If you mm. see what I mean, no, no, if I've no. got to pick either of those two options, yeah, then, I, then I would just to expose our priorities. I would, but I think that, that you know, at the minute now, without being sort of daft about it, there's an AFL Cup game on the horizon against Derby County. The mm. game we need to get through, yeah. yeah, because we need to be able to go to the other side of the World Cup and go right. We're, we're, we're still in three things and yeah. we're challenging for top four, yeah. and I think that that can, I think that can now help them. Because I think understanding this is currently where we are, I think is 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 the thing that they need to do, and I think it, it does play into yesterday's decision making a little bit at times. I think they are trying to, you know, I think that that is a, it's a it's a live thing for them that they, they feel as though you know that they had to get something from the game, and they'll feel like you know they should have got something from it, and get something from it. I mean by winning, but yeah, I think that now the job is now to look up, look ahead of them and to say right, how do we how what how do we it's like the end of the, you know, the last 10 of the COVID season. They win eight and draw two yeah. because they realign. They, they think yeah. about what their options are. They realign a little bit and they just build from small builds and block blocks. And before you know where they are, last 10, they've won eight and they've drawn two because that's what they needed to do. And that's what I think this is now the job for them is that they need to go, this is what we need to do. It feels a little bit different to last season. I was talking yesterday to my mate and we were 14 points adrift at one point last season. Yeah. We yeah. How, um, however, it didn't feel like this. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel like. Obviously, of course, there was two games at hand, but the points difference at one point was fourteen points. Yeah, and part of us was worried, but part of us was thinking, "We're Liverpool. We got this on on track," and we did, and we ran them. It feels a little bit different this time. I know, obviously, there's no games in hand there and stuff, but there's, there's we've got issues. One in, we've got one in City. We've got one in City. There's issues I'm spotting everywhere, which I've not seen under this club team for a long time. It feels like. Early on in the Klopp era, where the games can go either way, at a balance of two-two. Whereas, as you said before, this Liverpool team that I know gets that goal mm-hmm. at two-two, and there's no way we we, we don't win the match. No. But this time, it's it can go either way, and that's what feels a little bit different. What was interesting in 2021, when we we pull it back with those eight eight in ten, is the run that precedes it is one of the worst in my memory of as a Liverpool fan. It is I don't know what it is on paper, but it's very, very relegation form for, yeah, yeah, good, for about fourteen games. It's relegation includes six homes. It's so bad that they're able to see finishing fourth as a fantastic 
uh, win for the end of the season. As a brilliant, we're still not haven't hit enough. I know we keep thinking we've hit rock bottom. Mm. We may not because we still would see fourth. As someone said, you take fourth now to our us around this room. Yeah, I think we're beginning to say yeah. definitely I'll take fourth. Yeah, we would, yeah. But we were almost at the point in that season of taking fifth or sixth. We yeah. were we to were the last game gone. of the season, like to the, to the to very the, end. Yeah, we were gone in yeah. that season uh, and and hauled it round. So the good news is we might need to lose another three or four before we get a real yeah. orientate. I think no, I think I think I think it being City next, I think helps massively, and I think that they've just got to, you know, they've just got to find their way through these matches. Now it's the other side of City; they're at home to West Ham. Then they've got to go away to Nottingham Forest, and they're going to have to find their way through, you know, their pathway through those games, knowing that ultimately, you know, a, a, a two nil against West Ham or Nottingham Forest right now, or West Ham and Nottingham Forest right now would be. Incredible, and it's like West Ham Forest. Just what is, sorry to interrupt you, but I feel often when you're in, the, in in a terrible run of form, what you need is the fixtures to fall for you. Yeah. What we didn't need after that that win over Rangers, which we played quite well in, uh, is to face Arsenal on form away, and we don't need to be facing. So the they've city. got the other side of City. They've so got Le- West, they've got West Ham, Forest, and Leeds at home. What's the next one? Is that Spurs? And then and then they've got Spurs the other side. I think of the Champions League finishing. Um, but at least that's three games where you go. I don't care if you dog them; you can win them, and you can get a, a, and you might and then, win a Champions and League after, game. And you might found quietly. I don't. I wouldn't bet on this happening, but you could quietly find yourself having won four. Yeah, and then the last game before the World Cup, Southampton at home. So the, this is and this is the point now. This is this is now the way in which they've got to, they've got to get through this. But this starts with Rangers because they've got to get the results against Rangers. Yeah, and it's going to be a big atmosphere. And I'd, I, I before this, Amelia, I would have expected him to make a few changes. He might go a little bit stronger now than he might have planned for. The flip side is though, he's able to look at any of them. I would argue certainly any of them in the in the in you know. In nine of the positions, you'd feel it was harsh. On I think we all would like to see Darwin uh, get another football match. Ideally, he could have two out with injury as well. Yeah. I hasten to add, you know, I, I think there might be a few changes, but I think he will want because of now what that game means. Liverpool get to nine points, and as I, I say it again, if Ajax get beat by Napoli in Naples then it just puts Liverpool in a great position. Yeah, completely. He's obviously going to have to manage it around the injuries and I think it'll be interesting to see what he does with the shape because it did work the first time again. Rangers not the strongest side, but luckily it's them that we're playing again, so that's good. <laughs> um, at Ibrox, which is a different kettle of fish, I understand. But I think that uh, it's difficult in the sense that like, the, the, the team that I watched play against Arsenal yesterday aren't the same team that I watched play against Rangers because... At Rangers, we're not doing anything particularly brilliant. There's no like magic. There's no flourish. There's nothing like exceptional about it at all. It's just dead routine. It's quite mundane. It's just Liverpool playing sensible football. So that's what I'd like to see, and I think that's why it's important because they're just all a, a bunch of silly billies against Arsenal. Like everyone is really stupid, silly making billies. silly mistakes, just doing stuff where you're like, "What? Honestly, what's wrong with you? You idiots for doing that." So I think if there can be that same level of just mundanity and sensibility against Rangers again midweek, it will give me a real cause for optimism. There is actually, and I'm going to lower expectations really low, we don't have to beat Rangers. We have to better Ajax's result against Naples. So if Ajax lose and we draw, we're still in the same position we would be if we win. We have to no, just that's not... the case. Yeah, because we'd go to Ajax needing a draw to, to qualify in second. If two draws... I think would qualify as long as Ajax don't uh, get anything in Naples. Two draws would qualify us. We've got a, what's our lead on Ajax at the moment? It's three. We'd go. We'd grow to four if we draw and they nice. lose. And uh, if we draw with them, it'd be four with one game to so it qualifies. Mm-hmm. So two draws now qualifies, as assuming Ajax do get battered in Naples, which should happen. Mm-hmm. What would Napoli be the best team in Europe? Oh, and, I, and having won 6-1 at Ajax, it would be... But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. These things do turn around. It could be a draw there. But I, what I'm saying is what we need to do is better mm-hmm. uh, the result. 
So if we've got 10 to go and we're nil-nil with Rangers and we're hearing that Ajax are 2-0 down, no one has to panic that, this, yeah. that we have to go and win because it actually it's barely better for you winning, but losing would be a very bad result. Mm. That might be the case mathematically for the group, but I think Liverpool need the win. Yeah, I think Liverpool yeah, need to win. That, yeah. um, I, I think if we get a, if we draw against Rangers and we and we look at other people's results and that, it's just not the place we want to be in at the moment. No. I, I, although it may, it, it's fine if, we, if 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 it happens, you're right. It's no need no need to panic, but please just fucking win. <laughs> like, Amen. Honest to God, I, mean, I know I've heard you say it a few times this season, yeah, but please just fucking win, like, and then that gives that should give us something to go to City with on the Sunday. Mm. And you know, build from. And like you say, you look at them fixtures before the, the World Cup. If we, if, if we get two wins this week, and we put, put ourselves in, you know, on a new road, and we got um, to, up until the break, and we put the wins together, we we can be all right. You know what I mean? So we've got a European Cup. We can go and win this cups. We can go and win. This, this, and, this and, we've t- and we've turned down fourteen points before. So yeah. we've got to, we've, we can't just sit here and moan. No, so no, and, no, and, no. and I'm telling me, by the way, because <laughs> no, no, I've done my fair share of moaning over no, the no, last couple of weeks. Just on that, key, I'll come back to you on it. This is the point. The point here is that last season they won two domestic cups and then you got to a Champions League final. If they can get that act together, all the business bit of that actually happens the other side of the World Cup. Yeah. So all they've got to do is just hang in. Yeah. They've just got to hang in, hang together, and that to me is the most important thing yeah, at this point. And that, that's what I, I completely agree with you. We can't we can't sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. There's a job to be done here, and it is to stop the bleeding, get the yeah. other side of the World Cup, and then go, right, this is these are our priorities, yeah. this is what we'll need to do. And, and they can do that. I'm absolutely certain they can do that. Exactly. And I do think they do need to win in Rangers because they need to start building confidence. And if they don't win in Rangers, they'll be looking at each other. If they don't win at Glasgow, they'll be looking at each other going, these are the fourth seeds. We beat these two in the last week and it flattered them. Uh, that's why they need it. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Um, I don't think there's much more to say on the issue other than the fact that I'm just start winning games. And, and please, please... <laughs> Make our lives a little bit easier going to watch Liverpool. I, su- I suppose the thing is, we can't. You, you want to run, don't you? You don't just want to win games. That's what well, I'm trying you, to you say. Yeah. But in a way, when when you're down, you just need to get into. It's just as good to get. Well, it's, it's nearly as good to get into a pattern of maybe winning a few more than you're not winning. Yeah. And so, win, beating beating Rangers, you'd then be able to go back to go. Ajax. Who did we play after Ajax? What was our first game? Brighton. You'd go. Ajax, Rangers twice, with Brighton draw and Arsenal defeat in between. Do you know what? As a run, mm. that's hardly w- earth-shattering. But it's not bad. It's three wins, a draw, and a defeat. Do, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Well, it's better than the, no, the no, previous no. five, which yeah. is one win, three draws, Four one draws, defeat, yeah. and then the, the four before that. Screen shoots. <laughs> Grim. Green uh, shitty shoots. You start, is changing anyone? Changing, well, we're going to have to, aren't we? Because well, but I mean, yeah. So you've I mean, he's re- the two he would have re- two who he would have rested in Glasgow. I think are, are now out for months. So that's the <laughs> so that's, that's, that's a win before we even started. There was some vague talk of Robbo being back, but I can't see it. Yeah. Um, I think Kanate could get the game, having been brought on, and they don't want to overplay Joel Matip. Gomez comes in for Trent. Midfield, oh, fuck knows. I mean, I, I, mean, I think <laughs> they're all shit. I thought Thiago was fucking awful, by the way. I mean, I you know he yeah. gets lauded when he's brilliant, but he was terrible. He gave the ball away in key situations yeah. several times. Um, so, But also, you don't want to overplay him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so you can't play him, Thiago, and, and Henderson. One of them's going to drop out. Uh, they didn't all start anyway, did they? Up front, that's the key question. I think we're all worried. The rest of the bums, you can, you can riddle them how he wants. Uh, up front, there, I've said it out loud. <laughs> up front, Jota Nunes, Diaz. Yeah. That way. With, a, that. with an eye on. 
And then with that, yeah. it's pulling someone off on 60. I've got to get a couple of them off if they're, if they're ahead because there's the, the, yeah. the, there's the Wednesday, Sunday turnaround to what he Yeah, does. if we can get a 2 0 league, get at least two of those off early doors. But yeah. that's a big if. Yeah. The, uh, is this set of bombs going to beat Glasgow Rangers? Better that. Glasgow Rangers? I think so. Bombs. I think so. Yeah, I sincerely hope so. For just all of our well being. So they are shite. I know we're shite. They are, yeah, no, they are. Yeah, they, they're, they're shiter. If we, if we don't, then like I said, the issue is bigger than I actually think. Yeah. Currently think. And it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if we're going to be Glasgow Rangers. I think we might. Yay! <laughs> Go think we <laughs> might, Reds. That's the spirit. Uh, excellent stuff. Thank you very much uh, to Keo, to Amelia, and to Rob, uh, Andy Heaton for producing. Uh, Ash is pulling the video together as well, just behind and there. I can see it all unfolding before my very eyes. Um, Liverpool need to stop being silly billies. They need to stop being silly billies right fucking now. See you later. <laughs>